Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. All right. So we just want to introduce a new segment on our Thursday episodes called Harpoon That Tune. Can you guess a tune within five seconds of hearing its intro? We want to know. If you can guess, reach out to us via email or message us on our socials with the answer to be featured in an upcoming episode and grab a chance to be entered in an upcoming giveaway. Today's tune is... Hey, welcome back. Here we are. Another (laughs) snack. Welcome back. Uh, What are you snacking on today? I just have some water. I have uh, sun chips as well, but I'm I'm not really picking on them just yet. Okay. Near me. All right. What about you? I have a seltzer and well, I have those sriracha chickpeas again, but I also have some of these. uh, Oh, now I can't remember what they're called, but they're like roasted veggie thingies not roasted mm, i don't know veggie they're, they're like sugar snap peas kind of that's what they look like but they're like puffy snacks like a cheese doodle it's white cheddar but it's made out of sugar snap peas i wish i knew the name of them i'm sorry i'm not doing them justice I but they're good don't like peas oh so i probably would not like them. not even sugar snap peas they're so good i don't like peas i like edamame for some reason but edamame i don't like it's delicious okay no and it is kind of in the pea family but you're in the pea family probably <laughs> Most likely. Oh, man. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> What's new? Have you been watching anything good? Started watching the third season of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah. I have to watch that. Did it, yeah, did it wrap up yet? It did. So okay. we don't have to wait. But I've been watching it and it's it's good. I mean, oh, you weren't is it crazy good? Is it? So far, I'm only like five episodes in, I guess. Okay. Uh, it's okay. It's not as good as the first season. Mm. Uh, the okay. second season was okay, too, to be honest. It was good, but mm-hmm. the first season was the best. So we'll see. We'll see this, how it ends. This season has Meryl Streep in it, right? Yes. And I'm very suspicious of her because she's <laughs> Meryl Streep. You know, okay. why is she so good at acting? I don't just I don't understand. <laughs> woman was just born to be an actress. She's amazing. Yeah. Every yeah. everything that she does. I'm like, this woman just puts her all into it. Yeah, she commits. <laughs> she's the best. Nice. 
but I, I just don't trust her. She's untrustworthy yeah. of the show. And I'm just like, I don't know, because she could be like playing it to pretend like she is, but she's not bad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have mm-hmm. my suspicions on her. Okay. But Paul Rudd is in it. Oh, really? In, yeah. He's not in it as not enough for me. Uh, I need okay. more Paul Rudd because he's hilarious. Yeah. Does he play himself or he plays a character? He plays an actor who's like a narcissistic, <laughs> narcissistic asshole. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's hilarious, but he's not in it enough because he's. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. Okay. So. But it, it's good. Gay. He's gay. Uh, he doesn't age, Polaroid. I don't get it. Yeah. What's his deal? I don't know. He definitely had to have some type of deal. Do you remember that movie, Death Becomes <laughs> some kind, Her? Some kind of deal. <laughs> He's got some type of deal. Um, no, but do you remember that movie, Death Becomes Her? Yes, I Funny, love that movie. With Meryl Streep, yeah. Yes. And how they like can stay forever young with that serum potion thing that they take, but then... They can still, their bodies still deteriorate. Such a good movie. Movie's, it movie's hilarious because their bodies so fall apart. She's got like her head hanging off at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She never it's... tells, the woman who sells the potions never tells them that like they could actually deteriorate, but they can't die. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good when she has the giant hole in her stomach. Is that Goldie Hawn or is that? I know, she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in there so There is long. a hole in my stomach. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is Goldie Hawn. Yeah, and I think Bruce Willis plays their like boyfriend man that they like fight boyfriend over. Man. Boyfriend man that they fight over, and he's a plastic surgeon, so he keeps fixing them. And then he's like, I'm sick of you. <laughs> or he dies at one point, I think. At some point he died. Not not No, he does. He dies he at the end first. and they're, they're in the funeral in the back and they have like all makeup on their like messed up <laughs> skin and stuff. Yeah. Oh That's man. A good movie. I have to watch that movie. That's a good hot like October month movie. Yes, too. it's a perfect month for that. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah, me either. Worth watching but though. Definitely, so, it's so in the nineties, right? It's a nineties flick. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were all young in that. Yeah, yeah. all the good ones were in the nineties. <laughs> so true. Uh, By the way, yeah. I saw a TikTok today. Remember how we were talking about how Disney movies were the best during the 90s and this tiktok was basically talking about how the 90s had the best disney movies that's all <laughs> yeah it's it's accurate they really did yeah but so i know you don't watch it but i've been watching love is blind season five and it's amazing it is insane it's unhinged but i love it rob makes fun of me all the time <laughs> yeah because it's ridiculous. I watched the first season and after a while I was like, I can't do this. Why am I even watching this? It's amazing because for anybody that doesn't know the premise, it basically they're trying to prove that love is blind. So they make people talk to each other between walls and get to know each other. And then they fall in love after, I, I don't know how much time they actually spend doing this, but it's like the course of a single episode. And by the end of that episode, they propose and they're gonna oh, get, they, they're supposed to get married within three weeks. And they're like, oh, I love you. I've never felt this connection with anyone. Oh God. And then they Not always real. they always meet each other. And there's always at least one couple that you can tell. They're just like, oh, shit shit i know i came on love is blind but love's not blind that dude's ugly or that girl is not my thing but then they have to like live together and you see them going about their lives and then you start to realize why these people need to try to find love through a wall because they're all unhinged they're they're crazy they're very very interesting people and i just eat Wait, it up that- i snack on it 
<laughs> is, okay. <laughs> is that the same show that they have to get engaged or something? Or is that a 60 second fiance or something? Am I making up that title? Is there another show that they get engaged to each other like immediately? Or is that the show? There is 90 Day Fiance, but I never watched that. I don't really know what that's about. Maybe it was that one. On this one, they do. They get engaged and then they they are supposed to get married within three weeks, but they have the choice to say yes or no at the altar. So it's always hilarious because they're always like, I don't know if she's going to say yes or I don't know if he's on the same page as me. Well, I'm trying to remember. Is this the show where they like they go on vacation after they all Mm -hmm. meet and they have to like hang out? Okay. Yeah. So I did see the first season and there was a couple on there who I really liked. Okay. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Their it's names. okay. Yeah. I don't remember their names either, to be honest. Every time I names, watch these shows. They were cute and they seemed like they would last. Believe it yeah. Or not. Maybe they did. I don't know. Some of them do. Some of them do. Most of them don't. <laughs> I I love these shows though as soon as I'm done watching them I pretty much forget everything about them but then when a new season comes out I get so excited and I was telling Rob today that there's a new season of F-Boy Island coming out I think on October 16th of what it's called F-Boy Island and it's hosted by Nikki Glaser and basically they'll have these three girls two or three girls I don't remember I think it's three and it's like a dating competition or whatever, and they have to decide if the guy that they're they're into is an F boy or if they're a nice guy. And they have to try to these are girls that have always had, you know, bad luck with dating because they always go for these F boys and the F boys basically they win money at the end and they have the choice of splitting it with their chosen partner and then they expose themselves as either an F boy or a nice guy and then they can choose to either take all the money or split it or whatever. I don't know. It's this whole stupid thing, but it's amazing. And I love it. It sounds ridiculous. It is. <laughs> and uh, I hate reality shows. All right. There would be people who would talk to me about like, you know, cause we live in New York. So people would automatically assume that I watch, uh, what's the show? Jersey shore. Oh, I never watched what? Jersey shore. I did not care about at all for these people. And one time, a long time ago, too, I was in uh, Urban Outfitters and somebody was like taking pictures of somebody near me. And I was like, what the hell's happening? Is this person taking a picture of me? No. But it was a t- taking a picture. They were taking a picture of the guy next to me. And apparently he was in Jersey Shore. Like, who cares? Oh, I wonder which one it was. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Jersey Shore, though, there was also on MTV Double Shot at Love. And it was, uh, I think, Vinny and Paulie D. And it was like, girls got to compete to date them. It's no, so stupid. I, I don't even know these people. But funny story, though, I did see on a TikTok somebody was in a Wawa parking lot. It's so random. <laughs> And they Not even saw, in the Wawa in the parking no, lot. In a Wawa parking lot. And apparently they were filming uh, a commercial for Wawa about their pizza or something. And the Jersey Shore idiots were in there. Oh, so, interesting. They were like screaming. They were like, I love this pizza. And I was like, <laughs> Imagine and, um, being and chosen I, to promote Wawa pizza. <laughs> And then, and then I, I totally questioned what my TikTok feed was happening there. Cause I'm like, why is the Jersey Shore at Wawa and pizza? How did that happen? And why is it on my feed? But yeah. Yeah. I think I, I turned off TikTok and haven't looked at it for days because I was angry at the algorithm. My algorithm is so messed up now on my uh, my Alex Books with Cooks account because it's all either books or Love is Blind stuff because I liked a few Love is Blind videos and then I commented on a couple and now it's like, look at this Love is Blind video. Look at this book recommendation. 
what do you think of Stacy and Izzy? Look at this book recommendation. And I'm like, this is <laughs> this is my jams. Like, <laughs> this is honestly great. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The ads annoy me though because it's like you can't watch them for longer than a second because then they think you're actually interested, even if you're not. Oh, and it'll I keep know. showing the same ad. And there's that one ad that's so annoying. I don't know if you get it, but it's this woman and she comes on. And she's like, I know you've been watching for a while, but it's time to get off TikTok. And I'm like, why are you trying to make me get off your app? Did you ever get <laughs> yeah. that one? She's so I, annoying, man. I why? Have, I have seen those where it's like, hey, you've been scrolling for a while, but yeah, they don't been come, scrolling. Right. They don't come up often for me. Instead, I constantly and I say like every few videos, get them about these dragon eggs, these dragon <laughs> toys. Have you not seen this at no. all? I've been, I, was telling, I was telling Rob about it and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I see it all the time. They're selling these dragons. He's like, what do you mean they're selling a dragon? I'm like, I don't know, it comes in an egg. You don't know what color you're going to get. Sometimes I'm tempted to get one, but then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this dragon and its egg? <laughs> and I don't no. get to choose the color? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. No, there was, there was only... One ad I ever liked, and I, I sent it to you because it was hilarious. Remember, it was like for a video game or something. Oh, and it was like the, gra- the creepy grandma or something. It was oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. And I didn't mind those because they were funny. Yeah. I didn't download the game, but it was hysterical. Uh, but one time I almost deleted my entire app because they kept trying to make me this ad, trying to make me buy some magic bra. And I wanted to do it. I've seen those. I've seen those. Ads. I'm like, get out of here. I don't want your magic bra. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. They're weird with their friggin' ads on TikTok. I can't stand it. Yeah. They're very abrasive. Sometimes I can tell when it's an ad, and then sometimes they get me, and I'm like, what's this? And then all of a sudden I realize it's an ad, and I'm like, oh, I get like irrationally angry about it. And I'm, I like scroll really hard. I'm like, no, I know. No. Well, now that they entered, <laughs> no, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, ad. Uh, no, it's got time for you, ad. Ad no, hole. <laughs> now now that they have the shop too like i i get all the time people be like hey do you do this and this and this and i'm like yeah i do and then they'll be like you should buy this and i'm like get out of here i know now you're you're like an ad and you didn't i didn't think you were going to be an ad now you're a tricking ad and i don't like that yeah Um, i also don't understand how tick shop tick tock shop works it should be tick shop tick shop I don't get how it works because I, I, I've only ever been able to access it by clicking on a link in somebody's video. But I was like, what if you just wanted to browse? I'm not saying I want to buy anything, but what if I did? How do you just okay. like browse? So I did make a purchase. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I did make a purchase. It's very easy, actually. But they got me. They knew. They knew. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it was like a sweatshirt that they were showing for fourth wing. And I was like, oh, it's awesome. I want it. <laughs> and then I clicked on it and I made it so easy to just click on it. And once I did, it just said um, you get 40 percent off or something. It ended up being like fifteen dollars and no tax, awesome. no shipping, nothing. Yeah. So I was like, awesome. I want this. So I bought it and it came really fast. It's awesome. And it was an easy process. And then after that, I thought I was going to keep getting sweatshirt ads, but I didn't. So hmm. that's the only thing they did get me. They knew what I liked. I mean, don't show me magic bras and weird shit because I'm not going to want that. <laughs> right. But if you show me things that, you know, I'm posting that that I can get on board with because, you know, that I like that. Apparently, they know that you want a dragon egg. So. Apparently, you know, <laughs> maybe in the future we can have some merch. Just maybe. saying. Um, but we won't be annoying, I promise. And we won't pretend yeah. like they're, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to sell a magic bra or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> magic books with cooks bra. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Get your bra here. Books with Cooks podcast. Get your stuff here. Get your stuff here. 
I promise that if we ever do come out with merch, which would be a very, very long future from now, but if we ever did, um, that we will have Alex going, get your shit <laughs> Because that is hysterical. I gotta okay. wear like a, a page boy cap. <laughs> okay. Then it needs to be you know, better. I, I was pitching with a top hat. Oh, no, I was thinking like, you know, those like 1950s, like newspaper boys. It's like, get your news here. Get your news here. <laughs> no, is it just me? <laughs> you weren't picturing me You're as a 10 year old boy. No, I was not, you creep. <laughs> okay. But now I'm picturing your face on the game Paperboy for some reason. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> well, I'm not going to get into it again. Okay. <laughs> Proves my age. But anyway, um yeah, paper boy. <laughs> that brought up. I was more into like the because we just read Caraval. So I am more into like the um the circus. Step right up, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Come give us your duckins. Come on, come all to the Books with Cooks podcast hall. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Get your stuff here. <laughs> oh, I love our little fictional merch shop. I know. <laughs> come one, come all. Step right up and get your stuff. <laughs> grandma says, come get your stuff now. Grandma. <laughs> it's grandma. <laughs> we sell everything from shirts to teeth. Come get it. <laughs> shirts to teeth. Oh, get God. your books with cooks life alert button. Come for the books, stay for the dentures. Oh my god! I can't. On that note, let's please go to the. Let's word of please the day. go to our word of the day. <laughs> we had a good conversation. Okay, it's time for the word of the day. Remember that we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials. Each word of the day will come from the Word of Day Vocabulary Workbook by Francine Puckley or Franny the Pucks. Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. All right, Grandma here. No, just <laughs> uh, without further ado, today's word of the day is ossify, spelled O-S-S-I-F-Y, pronounced ossify. It's a verb that is defined as to harden or become bone-like, literally to change into a bone, often used to describe a rigidity of outlook or opinion. <laughs> <laughs> literally changed into a bone inside. That's, that's hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> For example, the creative team's concepts, which had originally seemed very promising, has ossified into a conventional set of ideas. Jess, can you come up with an example using ossify? <laughs> Hi, it's me, Grandma. I hope my teeth don't ossify. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, let me think about this one. <laughs> As Elspeth becomes weaker, the nightmare's personality begins to ossify within mm. her body. I don't know. <laughs> that really uh, Century-old body, the skeleton, rather, of the Shepherd King is ossifying underground. Mm. Okay. Hmm. If I were to write a book about ghouls, it would focus on the fact that they're starting to ossify, turn into bone. Don't shake your head at me. We will not be writing a book about bones. About bones. 
<laughs> we will not be writing a book about ghouls. I feel like people want to read about ghouls. I'm going to kick you in your ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, whatever. Here's some, here's some, here's some ossify. <laughs> here's some ossify. <laughs> here's some trivia about the word ossify. Most of the bones of the human skeleton begin as hyaline cartilage and ossify into bony tissue, whatever that means. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> it's very interesting. Not a biologist. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> I know, I don't even have anything to say about no, that. No, like, okay, nothing. interesting. I, I'm speechless. So let's go to our speech series. Oh, there you um, go. Mm-hmm, nice segue there. All right. So we like to enhance our speech here as well as try and enhance yours. So we're going to talk about Tommy the Heels, Tom Healer, the well-spoken thesaurus. We pulled some stuff out of there. And since we've already in the past did, uh, instead of a little, you could say to some extent, I figured let's do a lot. So instead of saying... <laughs> A lot, a lot, <laughs> you could say a great deal. So One Dark Window is such a great book. I really liked it a lot. Or One Great Book, it One Great Book, nice. <laughs> One Dark Window is a great book. I liked it a great deal. Hmm. Okay, or I great. enjoyed it a great deal. I like it. You're going to try to use that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our rapid fire round of the day. Today, we're doing things you can't take on a business trip. We have two minutes on the clock. We have to say as many responses as we can within those two minutes. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) What aren't we bringing? Five, four, three, two, one. Things you can't bring on a business trip. Go. Your mistress. Your dog. Your cat. A tiger. A trumpet. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Um. A horse. A resignation letter uh kids yeah a wreath a wreath yeah um well maybe what if you're crafting on this business trip well what if i want to bring my tiger i just said you can't bring the tiger (laughs) (laughs) uh how about uh, a bird boy a bird just tweet tweet in the background tractor trailer (laughs) definitely don't bring that (laughs) don't bring a tractor trailer your pokemon Uh, collection don't bring your atv as well uh your pokemon collection please don't bring that your hoverboard wow <laughs> your surfboard uh, um don't bring your personality <laughs> wow no that's awful your entire uh, book collection wow yeah you'd never be you'd be way overweight when trying to check your bag <laughs> yeah definitely don't bring your squirrel okay don't bring your basketball hoop or your basketball. They don't like that. Don't uh, bring your tricycle or your unicycle. Do not bring your unicycle ever. That's like rule number one. Wait, your stuffed animal collection or your little bunny that you sleep with that night. Don't bring that. And don't even tell anyone about that. <laughs> uh, don't, don't bring all the pictures that you have of your whole life. Ever. <laughs> Don't bring um, your fish uh, tank. Yeah, please don't. That first of all, you're paying a lot of money to bring that on the plane. <laughs> if you're going on a plane, uh, don't bring your records because no one has a record player anymore. I have a record player. Well, not at the office. They don't. <laughs> all right, time's up. Okay. That was fun. All right. Yes, that was. And we could have said a lot more things because there's so many things you can't bring to a business. <laughs> 
but uh but yeah definitely do not bring your unicycle that is such <laughs> rule number one everyone knows that uh that you don't bring your unicycle imagine no. can you imagine like being in a business meeting and somebody like frank over there is just on his unicycle <laughs> in the clear windows like you see him just trotting in on his, on his unicycle. trotting in on his unicycle <laughs> and can you like, imagine that would be hilarious Ash is Frank with his unicycle. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking Frank. You know. <laughs> uh, but kudos to to that guy Frank who can ride a unicycle because that seems kind of hard too. Love lovable old Frank. <laughs> <laughs> crazy old motorist. Do you, do you remember that from Beauty yes, and the Beast? Yes, crazy. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to have some uh, some appreciation for Gaston. Not because I like him because he's a good person or anything, just because he's hilarious. Because he's all hilarious. Right, all. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our questions of the day. All right. We got some fun ones that are related to our book today. So Jess, if you lived in Blunder, which Providence card would you want to own and why? Mm. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to use magic, I'll be honest, because I don't want it to do any damage. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay the cost, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to pick one for this question, I guess, hmm. I mean, I definitely like the profit card. I think that one's so interesting with the glimpses of the future. Yeah. Uh, I would never use the maiden card. I would yeah. never use the chalice card on anybody. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, the well card is interesting, too, because you could see if people are really yeah, good or not. Mm, I don't know. Part of me wants to say the golden egg, but that's like very yeah. cliche, right? I, I guess I'll just go with my, I'll go with my first uh, instinct and I'll say the profit card. I'd like to know what happens. Glimpses into the future sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one for sure. Yeah. What about you? I think I would go with the mirror card. I think I would like the invisibility creep. and yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You creep. No, not to creep on people more so that like, if I don't feel like socializing, I could just turn invisible and be like, eh, nobody can see me. So now if I like want to go to ShopRite, I don't need to talk to people. <laughs> that just makes me hey, sound antisocial. Hey, hey, who's driving that cart? Who's driving <laughs> that cart? <laughs> I was at ShopRite and the box of Fruit Loops was floating by itself. Yo, that would cause a and lot then of- it, And then it checked itself out at the self-checkout. Yeah, that would cause a lot of trauma. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure you could do self-checkout because people would be like, why? And people that work there, they'd be like, how's this happening? Let, let them try to figure it out. Excuse me. checking itself out. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. I have a serious condition that causes me to go invisible. Please don't disrespect me. Yeah. And expect no one to call the cops because that's going to happen if you're invisible checking well, shit out. I'm like, paying I have a card. for it. I'm paying for it. I'm not trying to steal it. That would be creepy and rude. Well, I would tell you not to I would do like it. I, I used my profit card and saw into the future that you'd get in trouble. <laughs> I'd be like, don't do it. All right. You know, it would be very handy if in like a social situation, I'm like, I could really use a break right now. But what are you supposed to do? So I just turn invisible. People be like, where's Alex? I don't know. She'll come back. And I'll just chill outside, invisible, nobody to talk to, just regaining myself. And then I'll come back in uninvisible and get back to it. All right. So next question. If you had a monster living inside your mind, would you tell anyone? Would you call on him for assistance, knowing that it would slowly result in him taking you over? Would I tell anyone? Probably not, because you'd freaking <laughs> probably either medicate me or lock me up. <laughs> I don't know. How Definitely. would you How would you react if I just came to you one day and was like, Jess, I have to have a really serious conversation with you. I 
for the last like decade or so, there's been a monster living inside of my head. I feel like you would be really concerned. <laughs> so I would smack I you across the face anyone. and be like, get over it. Uh, get over it. <laughs> style from Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> um and would i call on him for assistance not unless absolutely necessary so if my life depended on it then yes but otherwise no i mean i'd like to believe that i would want to tell someone like if i'd come to you and be like don't freak out (laughs) (laughs) don't freak out but there's a monster living inside my head but uh i'm friends with a monster (laughs) oh that's a good song by the way that we could have thought of yeah yeah. i know it's a really good one right and she's like uh uh, um, something about the voices inside of her head too yeah song (laughs) oh well yeah missed opportunities it's fine (laughs) but anyway that's what i would do i would sing that to you and you probably wouldn't take me seriously anyway so I, i would just tell you and then when you did find out later, I'd be like, I told you. I'd probably be like, Jess is just being weird again. <laughs> also, <laughs> just is had, making up stories. <laughs> how do you know I don't have a monster living in my Ooh. head? Maybe we all secretly have a monster living inside of our head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. So as you all know, we recently read One Dark Window by Rachel Gillig. We loved it. And we picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone's on the fence about reading it. So One Dark Window currently has an overall rating of 4.33 out of 5, really, really good, on Goodreads. And a 4.6 on Amazon with a publication date of September 22nd, 2022. So let's do the bad reviews first. Alex? Okay. I have a one-star review. I've been dying to say this one because it's hilarious. I think it's completely unwarranted, but it's hilarious. This person said, reading One Dark Window made me feel like one dumb bimbo for picking it up. LOL. What? What does that even mean? I don't know. You know, I could see if this was like a super spicy book, but it's not. It's not. It's a good book. I get it. Pretty funny though. Yeah. I, say. I was dying reading that. <laughs> Mine is I'd give it zero stars if I could. It's uh-huh. a savage. The protagonist and love interest are limp noodles. <laughs> There's no underlying narrative to the book besides vibes. And it can't even do that right. I didn't have high expectations on how the book would handle the infection as a sort of in-work marginalization besides the bad prince being mustache twirly evil, <laughs> hateful of people with the infection, and also sexist. <laughs> Shepherd King managed to feel like an ass pull out of nowhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, what was even the point of this story? Would have loved if the ass pull twist was actually Elspeth was the spirit of the wood or whatever. And she and the nightmare become one. Ha ha ha. LOL. Like, bro, they did do that. How fun would that be? Homegirl is going to collect the goth cottage core clo cards to cure something. <laughs> The one thing I did find entertaining was the in-world exclamation akin to OMG or Oh Gods as trees. LOL. Take that as you will. Okay. A lot to unpack there. Does this person know that there's going to be a sequel? Like, maybe that will come to, to fruition. Dude, this person didn't even read like past 70% of the book because she does become. I know. They do come together and she's like, how cool would that be? Some ass pull. What the hell does ass pull even mean? I've never heard that expression in my life. And he used, or she used it twice. Come on. 
<laughs> also, mustache twirly evil made me giggle. So yeah, that's really that was a good <laughs> review. <laughs> so let's move on to the good reviews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you got for us? All right. So I had a five-star review. This person said, Trees, this damn book. This book is the reminder why I love reading fantasy books so much. I had many expectations from this after seeing so many five-star reviews, and they all proved right. I'm surprised that this is Rachel's debut novel because this was a fantastic book. I'll be reading whatever books she decides to write in the future. Honestly, same girl. I might yeah. have written this. Like, I she took the thoughts out of my head. I agree. Um, I feel the same way. Definitely. All right. So I have two that are out of control. Okay. They're very short. So both five stars. One says, this book is entirely an obsession and I'm clawing at the floor for the next one. Awesome. Ooh. Visualization. <laughs> Rachel Gillig, I think you wrote this one. <laughs> No, I just thought it was really cool. It kind of fit well with the novel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cool, the next one's out of control. <laughs> okay. All right. This person wrote, holy fucks and snacks. <laughs> what? what an amazing debut novel. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, that's why I kept saying super cool on the last episode. I just kept thinking of this. But uh, holy fucks and snacks. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say fucks and snacks all the time. Like this is. I don't know if this was just like they just typed something in the keyboard, but it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> also, it, it could be it's F K S N S N K A K S. So it's also CAX at the yes. end. So it might be it might be fucks and cacks. I don't know. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's in, it's insane. So whoever wrote that, oh I love you and I love your energy. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Holy fucks and snacks. All right. So now we've heard about the fucks and snacks and what everyone else had to say. <laughs> Here's our backflap submissions. <laughs> hey, is that a monster in your head or is it just us telling you to read this book? Jess and Alex. Holy fucks and snacks. <laughs> it's, fuck. it's super cool. <laughs> Jess and Alex. Uh, Elspeth may not be playing with a full deck of cards, but you can be. This book has a full deck of awesome. I was all in. Hell yeah. Jess and Alex. Jess and Alex. <laughs> one Dark Window is one dark, fantastical, and fun read that twists you into its branches until you become a part of its magical trees yourself. <laughs> I had to do that with the trees uh, because people were like, trees. Like, yeah. It was hilarious. I don't know. I think I had a nightmare. No, nah, it's just the monster in my head. Read one dark window and release your inner beast. <laughs> just now. Yeah. Oh man, like windows. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Like windows. Read one dark one, or you know, put a light on. <laughs> Can they please fucking put a light on these horror movies and stuff? All right. And Jess and Alex. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's transition into the cooking portion with some cooking tips. For today, we're going to discuss monster-themed tips and tricks. Jess, what do you have for us? Franken-guac. <laughs> I found this on Pinterest. It's super cute. Look at this. Oh, it's adorable. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's really cute. Uh, you could look up Franken-guac on Pinterest, and you'll see the picture for yourself. It's adorable. But basically, you make guac the way that you would make guac. And I can give you a recipe for that next. But you can make guac. You put it onto a plate and make it into like the shape of a rectangle. 
put all of the blue chips. So you got to use blue chips for this to formulate his hair on top. And then you could take sour cream, put little dollops for his eyes. You can take black olives or black beans, whichever you prefer. And you can um, put them in the center of his eyes to make his, you know, actual eyeballs. And then you can make one for his nose, the two little things on his neck. You could use little olives there for that. Um, and then you could split them up if you want to take the olives or the beans and you want to split them into slices. You could do that to arrange it for his mouth and for the little stitches on his head. It's super cute. So if you don't uh, have a guacamole recipe that you absolutely love, you can do this one. This is the one that it comes with. Uh, basically, you take three medium ripe avocados. You scoop it out. You use a spoon for that, if you don't know, uh, is the easiest way to do it. And then obviously you mash them. Uh, you use a quarter cup of a finely chopped onion. You could put some cilantro. I don't like cilantro in mine. I think it tastes like soap. Probably not, you know, common that it does because it probably doesn't. But for me, it does. Uh, <laughs> and then two tablespoons of lime juice. I usually use one whole lime in there uh, and a little bit of salt. I actually like to put sour cream, a little tiny bit of sour cream in mine. I feel like it makes it a little creamier. Um, but you do you. Definitely this recipe isn't for me because I always add garlic always and i know alex you're with me on this yeah and know. i add quite a few cloves like three to four maybe more all right yeah. <laughs> so don't judge me uh but yeah you could do whatever recipe you like and just arrange it and it's super cute i will try to link this to our link tree so this way it'll go to the pinterest page and you can see it for yourself nice also if you like spicy guac you can cut up some jalapenos and put them in too oh very, hell yeah you could also add tomatoes good. yum whatever onions Mm -hmm. love me love me some guac that sounds oh, good too. and it's really cute it is <laughs> all right so my monster snack or tip and trick is if you're going to a party these are super easy to make and they're always a crowd pleaser because not only do they taste good but they're so fun to look at and and to make as well so they're witch finger cookies i did get the recipe online i made these a couple of times a few years ago um, I got it from the simplygood.com website. All you're going to do, it's kind of like a, a butter cookie almost, but you're going to use a cup of unsalted butter, a cup of powdered sugar, an egg, one teaspoon of almond extract, and one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two and three quarter cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt, three quarter cup whole blanched almonds, and then you can use green food coloring or you can leave them, I, I like to leave out the food coloring, so I just make them regular color, but <laughs> it's like a it kind of looks more like a finger. And then this also suggests using a tube of red decorator gel, but I use raspberry jam instead because I don't like that gel stuff. Yeah. So you basically just beat together everything. You can add in the food coloring if you want to. That's totally up to you. You're going to cover it and then put it in the refrigerator for 30 minutes. Then you're going to take it out and it, about a teaspoon, uh, tablespoon at a time, roll them into like a little log kind of, and then kind of shape it into what looks like a finger. You can make it kind of knobbly so it looks more like a witch's finger, add some indents where the knuckles would be, and then you're going to cook them for 325, 20 to 25 minutes, let cool for about three minutes, and then you're going to, oh, you put the almond on where the nail is, by the way, and then when you take it out, you lift up the almond, put in the jam, put it back down. I also like to put some jam on other parts of the finger and at the bottom so it makes it look like it was like severed. But they're really cute and they're really tasty too. So yeah. Yeah, I love I love when you make those. I've had them before. 
couple times yeah. that you and made them and they're, they're delicious. so fun yeah they're, i feel they're like they'd be too. fun to make with kids too because it's kind of like a fun thing to make yeah that's a good idea Jax loves butter cookies so maybe i'll mm. try making them for him yeah see, see if he likes them hey yeah. eat this severed finger kid <laughs> <laughs> want a witch's finger <laughs> you can be like mommy no <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so do you have a tip for monster treats that you find works well for you? Uh, if so, send us an email or reach out to us on our socials. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear what you make. And if uh, we test out your suggestions, we'll credit you and we'll discuss the outcome outcome in the future. Yeah. So as you may recall, on Tuesday, we introduced the ingredient of the week, which was eggs inspired by Jesper's breakfast at U Manor. We were each supposed to make something using that ingredient. So now we'll review the outcome. Alex, what did you make? All right. So I have a recipe. These are super easy to make and they're great for meal prep. And it's basically just eggs in a muffin pan. So, uh, so what I do is you take 12 eggs, you beat them in a bowl, you can add salt and pepper to taste, and then you put in a, you, not, you don't have to put in a wrapper or anything, but you're going to want to grease the muffin pan a little bit. And then you pour them in about three quarters of the way, and then you can fill it with whatever fillings you want. So you, I like to do zucchini with a little bit of cheese or onions or zucchini and onions. You can also do spinach and feta. You can do tomatoes. You really can do whatever you want. You put bacon or ham if you want it to have meat in it. But basically, however you like your eggs, you just add in the toppings, the ingredients, and then you bake them for like 20 or 25 minutes. Just keep an eye on them. You'll see when they start to set. And then you take them out and you can eat them, you know, let them cool for a few minutes and you can eat them right away. Or you can freeze them or store them in the fridge. So they're a really quick, easy go-to breakfast. They have a lot of protein. And like I said, if you're into meal prep and you don't want to be cooking every morning, they're really good for kids. Just, you could do it once a week, have one, you know, or two a day, depending on, you know, your age and also how many people are having them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I love making those too. Jackson loves them. Yeah. They're amazing. And you could add anything to them, yeah. anything you have. So I like to make Mediterranean ones. I'll do like Kalamala olives. Mm. Um, I'll put a little bit of feta cheese, a little bit of spinach, like baby spinach in there. And you won't like this part, but cherry tomatoes crushed up. Yeah. But it sounds good without the tomatoes. <laughs> yes. It's very good. I got this recipe a long time ago from Clean and Delicious. Uh, she's on YouTube. She has a lot of really good clean recipes, healthy stuff. And I really love this. And I have brought it to people's houses and parties and stuff. And it's pretty much a hit. So this is something super easy. You could whip up together also in like a half hour and have dinner on the on the table. So it's cauliflower rice with frozen veggies, really. But instead of having frozen veggies or veggies with rice, you could have it with cauliflower rice. So it's a little better on the calories. Uh, and a lot of times too, if I'm giving this to my son, he doesn't realize it's not rice and he's getting extra veggies in there. So you can make it literally in like 20 minutes. All you really need is um, you could do two eggs and a half a cup of egg whites, or you can do maybe like four eggs if you don't want to do the egg whites. But you fry them up in a pan, basically how you would make scrambled eggs. You just do that. You put them to the side. And then after that, you have another pot and you're going to put in there um, two teaspoons of sesame oil, a half a chopped onion, two garlic cloves, also chopped, a teaspoon of grated ginger. Um, you could use regular ginger that you have in your, you know, spice cabinet, or you can actually grate fresh ginger. I've done both and I think it tastes the same, to be honest. So if you have ginger in your spice cabinet, just use that. Uh, two cups of frozen mixed veggies. So I like the bag that, I forgot, forgot what it's called, uh, but it's like that little blue bag. You can really put them in the microwave if you wanted to, but instead you just, it's like at the, the peas, the corn, the carrot, green beans, that one. 
Uh, I just pour that the mixture on the stove. I add a half a red bell pepper, also chopped. And then I put in the cauliflower rice. So it's about maybe four cups. You could buy it pre-cut already at the store and just put that whole thing in. Or you can chop it up yourself. Um, but it's a lot easier to just get it already, you know, pre, uh, pre-made into cauliflower rice. So this way it's less to do. And then when you're mixing that up and you're letting everything cook, you put about like three to four tablespoons of soy sauce, sodium-free is what I use. And then... You just, you know, leave um, the cover on the pot and let it like cook for a while. You can keep mixing it, but it takes about maybe like 15 minutes. And then once that's done, you can add a couple of like scallions or something on top. You can add some peanuts. If you get a little crunch to it, add the eggs into it and mix it all up and yum, you got yourself a meal. And you could even use it as a side dish. But if you want to eat it yourself, honestly, it's like very little calories because of the cauliflower and it's really good for you. So it tastes pretty good too. So you could be creative with it. There's also something called a seaweed salt or something. Uh, I've bought it on Amazon and I sprinkle that on top and that gives it a nice little crunch and flavor and some added nutrition uh, benefits as well. So have fun with it. Awesome. Yeah, it is very good. I think yeah, you were talking about maybe the bird's eye. Yes, bird's, bird's eye. eye? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't think for a second. I was like, I know what it looks like. <laughs> I was going to say it at the time, but I was like, I think it's bird something. And then I've been thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> it finally came to me. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple little bag. You just yeah. pour that right in and boom, you know, you have your meal to go. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's an easy one. Whenever I have to do like something quick, it's, yeah. it's good and everybody likes it. In my yeah. House. And it is. It's healthy too. Do you have a yummy recipe using eggs? If you do, send us an email or reach out to us on our socials. We may test out your suggestion. And if we do, we'll credit you and discuss the outcome in the future. So send in those suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So now is our segment to judge a thing. So (laughs) let's start with judge a book by its cover. I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but in this game, we're literally supposed to judge a book by its cover. (laughs) So we're going to pick a book that the other person hasn't read, hopefully. And each person has to guess what that book is about solely on the cover. So, Alex, what do you got for me? All right. So I have Saint Anything by Sarah Dessen. So it's a pretty simplistic cover. It's all blue. And in the center, there's a merry-go-round? dark band with a merry-go-round. Yeah, a carousel. A dark band? A dark band's like um, it's black in the middle instead oh, of blue. Sorry. I see. And hmm. the, the carousel looks like it's illuminated. Saint anything. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. So I'm going to say, because this has a merry-go-round, So this is going to be about something that just keeps going around and around, but not literally a merry-go-rounds. Saint anything. I'm going to say that this is a fiction. It's not not a fantasy. (laughs) It's a fiction. Uh, I'm going to say this is about, hmm, Saint anything. All right. This is about a really bad guy, and he wants to be good. So he wants to be a saint. A saint of anything really because he's just not a saint he's a bad person and his life just keeps going around and around and around and that's why there's the dark band there because he feels like he's constricted like a rubber band that goes in your hair it's constricting uh and he wants he wants uh hmm i don't know he wants to be a horse that gets off this merry-go-round okay and be a better person that's what i'm going with that okay so I don't know why this cover has a merry-go-round. I can't remember if there's a merry-go-round in the book, but it has nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a YA 
contemporary fiction kind of a romance and it's basically about this teenage girl who is she kind of has a troubled home life just that she kind of feels overlooked her brother's always kind of the person getting the attention in the family and now he's just been in a drunk driving accident it ended up crippling someone he could be like facing some type of jail time and she just kind of starts questioning her place in her family it's just there's a lot of strain in the family so she ends up meeting this other family and she gets really drawn to them because they are really chaotic but they're really close and she becomes really close to them she develops a romance with one of the teenage boys and it's kind of about comparing and contrasting the two different family units she does there is a lot of development between her and her family and then her and this new family it was a cute book I read this many years ago. Honestly, I don't remember what I rated it. And if I had to guess, it would probably be a four, but it was cute. It's very YA. Uh, I think I read it when I was in my early twenties, but it was cute. Not about a man trying to be a saint of anything. All right, uh, here's my book. It's called The Night and It's Moon. And on the cover, it has what looks like a moon, maybe like a, a half moon crescent that's gold. And it's pointed upside down. And there is uh, a hands, two hands actually, on each side reaching out to one another. And it looks like maybe feathers underneath. Hmm. So the night and its moon. Okay. That's a really pretty cover. Um, I like all the contrasts too. It's like a white okay. hand. Oh, is there feathers? I thought those two were hands. Yeah, there's a, a white hand, hand and a black okay. hand reaching out to each other. Okay. With the crescent moon, a gold one um, upside down, and feathers underneath, if you could say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Huh, all right. So I don't know what genre this is. I know I'm going to be way off, so I'm just going to go fantasy. I'm going to say it's about the mythology of the the sun and moon gods and it's about the differences between those two gods and maybe a star-crossed lovers situation thrown in that one can only live in darkness and the other one can only live in light or something along those lines they can never meet at the same time and maybe it's their journey to try to come together and there's birds or maybe angels ah all right, so you were right. It is fantasy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I haven't read it yet, but it's on my TBR. It got a really good review. It's a series. Okay. Uh, and people love it and rave about it. But it's uh, it's got like feminist undertones. Mm -hmm. And it's about two orphan girls. They both have special abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, and they grow up together, but um, they get pulled apart. One goes somewhere, the other person goes to another side. I think this assassin's involved or something that oh. one goes to be an assassin or trained to be assassin or something like that. And uh, they always try to find their way back to each other. But so you were right that they're kind of wow. like pulled apart and they keep trying to go back to each other. And I think um, there's a romance maybe between the two of them. So okay. it sounds really interesting. So wow. I'd like to read it. But uh, I love the cover of every single one of those books in the series too. They're yeah. all beautiful. It's a really pretty cover yeah that also and sounds it, like a really cute book and i think does. that's the closest i've ever gotten and probably will ever get to guessing one <laughs> you, did, you did really good but yeah this is the first book it's beautiful and then the second book is called the sun in its shade also pretty mm. see? oh yeah and then i'll show you the third one in the series 
this is probably the, the prettiest one and it mm -hmm. says uh you're gonna like this one the gloom and its stars mm -hmm. or something i don't know just very yeah. interesting and yeah. i'm really interested to read that eventually i'm gonna have to add that to my tbr too <laughs> <laughs> i know sometimes i i do judge a book by its cover i'm like you're pretty yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it got good reviews um i think they they all have over a four so yeah i like that the cover seems to be really representative of the content too so like yes. that's that's nice yeah i'm not sure what the the moon has to do with anything but it's a fantasy world so who knows yeah but yeah just so everyone knows it is a series and the first book i, I had showed is called the night and its moon and the author is piper cj nice okay thank you mm -hmm. All right, so let's move on to our next sub-segment, which is Judge a Bro. So we're each going to pick a character from a book that the other person hasn't read, and they'll have to guess what that character's role is in the book, their personality traits, and what they look like based on their name. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So my character is Ness. N-E-S-S. -S. She has no last name. Oh, shit. I said what? she. Oh, I was going to guess it was a she, if that makes a difference. All right. Ness sounds like Ness, a she. It's Ness, and it's from Homegoing. Homegoing. I feel like I've heard of this before. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it's a fiction. Homegoing can be so broad. <laughs> it's about a person who is maybe trying to find their way home. It's about, I think Ness is a, is a girl or a woman. And I think she's trying to find her way home from somewhere else. I don't, uh, I forgot I said it was not a fantasy. It's just a fiction. I was about to start getting into different worlds. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's a fiction. And all right, I'm going to say maybe she's in her mid thirties and she's been struggling to connect with her I don't know her culture or something and she's looking to get more information about her family so she goes to the place where she was born which is maybe far away and it's about her journey her homegoing journey maybe she encounters some obstacles on the way and i think okay. she is tall and i don't know she has black hair and green eyes and uh, i don't know that that's what i'm gonna go with Okay. So you're right. Obviously, she is a girl because I, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Homegoing is a really great book and it is about returning to your roots. But okay. she just, she's not trying to go home. Oh. So Ness is a side character. Uh, oh, I well, forgot to say, I did think she was the protagonist. So technically, <laughs> she is because uh, she gets her own chapter. So each person gets their own chapter in Homegoing. So she is the descendant. Um, uh, you've told me about this book. Yes. That's why it sounded familiar. <laughs> yes, I love okay. this book. Yeah. Uh, but she she is a descendant of two twin uh, twin sisters uh, who were separated at birth in Africa. One uh, ended up going being shipped to the states to become a slave, and the other one stayed in Africa. And it follows the descendants in this book. Um, it follows their descendants in America, and it follows their descendants in Africa. And you see where yeah. they end up in the future, um, and if they maybe link up or something. But basically, uh, she is the daughter of uh, one of those twins and the man, the British soldier that raped her. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. 
And she is on a plantation and she's trying to flee with her husband and son. Oh, wow. Uh, And I'm not going to say what happens, but. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, it's really good. And I really liked her. I thought she was a strong character, strong female character. um, And she's tough. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want to read that book. That book's amazing. So it's it's Homegoing by Yagayasi. Right. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, something about this sounds so familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And then as soon as you said it's about the descendants, I was like, ah, she's told me about this book multiple times. I need to read it. <laughs> yeah. That book is an onion. It has like so many layers. And it, I cry even thinking about that book. Yeah. Because yeah. that book, if you just you can introduce <laughs> each chapter to a new person yeah. and everyone has their own story, it's very good. It's like a yeah. collection of short stories. Yeah. It sounds really impactful too. It is. All right. So my character's name is Andy Landis from Who Do You Love? All right. Repeat the name again. Andy Landis. Andy Landis. All right. Uh, I want to say it's a side character because I know you like side characters, but also you're trying to probably throw me off. So it's definitely a protagonist. it's a guy, Andy, but it could be a girl because Andy could be a girl's name too, like in uh, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Hmm. I'm going to say it is a girl because she'd probably try to throw me off with the name. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so what's the book called again? Who Do You Love? Who Do You Love? All right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say that this is a romance. I'm going to say that Andy is in a love triangle with two guys or maybe a guy and a girl she's trying to figure out who she wants to be with and she's trying to figure out who she loves uh yeah and i'm gonna say that um one of those love interests is somebody that she knows for a very long time whereas the other person is someone that she met recently and she's trying to decide between the two okay uh do you want to talk about looks or anything looks uh, she has red hair, kind eyes. <laughs> uh, and uh, she is kind of like, I don't know, boho. She's a boho chick. Okay. All right. So this is a romance. And Andy okay. is one of two protagonists. But he is a man. Oh, and damn it. <laughs> I was like, she's giving me too much credit. <laughs> Oh, like I'm sitting here, like twisting my mustache, like, oh, I'm going to get you. Yes, your mustache twirly. <laughs> but yeah, so he is. So this book is basically it spans the duration of about three decades or so, and it follows Andy and this girl Rachel. They meet when they're kids. They're both in the ER, and then it kind of follows them throughout their lives. They they come together and separate. At one point, they date when they're teenagers. And then they they break up and then they get back together later on. They they kind of go back and forth a few times. They end up marrying other people, getting divorced, things like that. And he is um, very athletic. He's very tall. He's, I believe, African-American in the book. And he is like supposed to be one of the greatest runners of his generation. And she's like a very privileged uh girl who grew up in Florida. He grew up in Philly with a single mom. They just kind of come from different worlds. It was okay. I actually didn't love this book. I think I gave it two stars. I I read it shortly after it came out in 2015 because it's by the same author, Jennifer Weiner, who wrote 
in her shoes and I love that oh, movie and I, I love that, that book yeah I the book but I love the movie yeah the book was different than the movie but they were both good in their own ways and I was like oh I'll I'll read her new book and I didn't really like this book I just it kind of just fell flat for me I I didn't think there was a lot of character development for a book that was like mostly about characters I don't know Maybe I was just younger at the time too. So maybe I'd like it more now, but yeah. Was In Her Shoes good, the book? Yeah, I liked it. It was definitely different. Like there's some big differences in the plot from the movie, but both still really good. Mm. All right. I didn't even know it was a book. I have to look into it. Yeah. I really do like that movie a lot. I know. It's so good. It is. <laughs> All right. Now for the last part of this segment, uh, Judge a Tit. Just getting Judge a title. We always say that though. It's funny. And... <laughs> So we're each going to give each other a title, title alone, and figure out if we can figure out the genre, what the book's about. So let's do this. All right. All right. What do you got for me? All right. My book title is Modern Romance. Modern Romance. Oh, this sounds like that book I want to read. Isn't it like a good girl's guide to modern romance or something? No, it's just modern romance. No, I know. It oh. sounds like that. Oh. Okay. Modern Romance. Um. Again, I feel like you're trying to trick me because it sounds like romance. I'm going to say that this is fantasy, like a dark fantasy. I'm going to say that it's uh, about vampires. Mm. And I'm going to say that this is done in a modern way. So this is uh, maybe like a human and a vampire or some kind of vampire and um, some other type of creature. And it's modern because it's unique and different. I'm going to say it's definitely some kind of vampire world. Uh, I'm going to say that this book you probably liked and it was probably way better, way better than Twilight. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, but I'm going to say that this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's maybe it's even YA. No, okay. definitely not YA. Just um, just a fantasy book about vampires and, and love, but a different, unique type of way, modernized. Okay. <laughs> so, no, this is <laughs> okay. actually a nonfiction book Wow. by Aziz Ansari. Oh, my God. No way. Yes. Okay. So it is a nonfiction by Aziz Ansari, and it's basically about his he works with a sociologist and they are looking into how dating and romance has changed in the modern world. And they look into the use of it, of technology, but they also look at other factors as well that impact our dating lives. It was really interesting and funny at the same time. I really recommend this book. It was really interesting to read. It um, sounds good. Yeah. I was really like taken aback because I was like, when I first saw that he was writing a book, I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be hilarious, like Mindy Kaling's book. And it was it was funny, but it was also really interesting. I was like, oh, my God, he's over here being a scientist now. Like, what can't he do? <laughs> oh, I like him, so I would definitely pick that up. Yeah. Well, not vampires. So. No. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, you ready for the ready I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, my book is called Fable. Fable. Okay. All right, I'm going to say it's a science fiction book about fables that people are told that keep them acting a certain way in society. And our protagonist finds out that these fables are just made up by the leaders of this society. And she starts to fight back with a group of rebels. Wow. I like that. I would read that. 
but no. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I can tell. I know. I saw from the look on your face, you're just like laughing at me. <laughs> like if she only knew. <laughs> uh, I really, really, really want to read this book. This is um, it's YA, but it's a dark fantasy. Okay. And it's. I was about- gonna guess fantasy at first too. Yeah. Damn. It's it's on Reese Witherspoon's book list. Um, mm-hmm. But it's about uh, a daughter who has magical abilities. The daughter of like a, a powerful trader. Um, she's stranded on an island that she wants off of. She's trying Mm -hmm. desperately to get out of there. Um, And she does leave on a trading ship. And I heard that there's like underwater action. It's supposed to be really awesome. So a lot of the book takes place on the sea and in the sea. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's supposed to have really compelling characters and be awesome. So, I mean, you were close with the sci-fi. I don't know about fables being told, but maybe it's woven in there. I don't know because I didn't read it yet. Okay. Um, But I will say that uh, it, it sounds, it's really, it sounds really cool. So. Um, no, but yes, <laughs> it's called Fable by Adrian Young, uh, and okay. I have to show you, and I advise everyone else to go look as well. Um, what the cat, what the cover looks like, because apparently it has a second book as well, and mm. they connect to each other. So one book okay. is half of a woman's face, and the second book is the second half of her face. Okay, that's cool. Look oh, at that. yeah. Isn't that cool? So the first book is called Fable, second is called Namesake, and this is her face. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I know, but it, it sounds really interesting, so I would like to check that out. Yeah, okay. And we'll add that to the laundry list of books because I want to read every book in the world. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just added that and the moon in its shade to uh, <laughs> to my list. Homegoing's already on it. <laughs> right yeah forget it so all right, all right. i definitely want to read aziz and sorry's book too i didn't even yeah. know he had a book yeah it was really I saw good him live and he was hilarious yeah oh i didn't get to see him but i i would love to he's he is he's hilarious he was hysterical yeah yeah <laughs> i think that show he had on netflix was supposed to be based on like the research he did for this book Oh, really? You remember he had that show? It didn't, I think it only lasted like one or two seasons. I don't remember. Um, I know he was, well, Parks and Rex, I loved. Yeah. And I know he was also in that show that was on HBO for five minutes, but it was hilarious. The Flight of the Concords. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yes. That show is hilarious. <laughs> he did like a cameo on that show where um, he wouldn't let them eat from his apple stands or something because they were from New Zealand. <laughs> Flight of the Concords was hysterical. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I seen them live too. I did. Really? So, That's amazing. Yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our game for today. Let's do it. All right. So for this week's game, we're going to battle with magic cards and not that nerdy magic game. We're talking magic cards like in One Dark Window. In One Dark Window, the characters can wield magic using one of 12 magic cards. So we're going to use a random scenario generator at codebeautify.org slash random dash scenario dash generator, which will set the scene for us. But there's a twist, Jess. We can only use each card one time. So we'll have to choose wisely. And Ah. remember that magic always comes with a cost. That's right. So we can only use it once. So basically we're going to be like raving up in here where it's just going to like not let us use it after a while. Got it. (laughs) So here's a recap of the provenance cards from One Dark Window. Just so everyone's on the same page. And for those of you who have not read the book, so this way you get a better understanding. There are 12, like Alex said. So here are the 12 that we get to choose from. So one is the Black 
horse card. The magic is you become a master of combat. The consequence, you get weaker. Yeah. All right. So then we have the golden egg card, the magic, great wealth. The consequence, all consuming greed. You're a golden egg. <laughs> the next one egg. is, you heard that, mom? Hmm? Heard what you called you? <laughs> Not really you, Aunt Linda. <laughs> So the profit card is the next and the magic the profit card gives you is glimpses of the future. I really like that. Mm, The consequence, though, it makes users helpless to change the future. Hmm. Mm. All right. Then we have the white eagle card, the magic, courage, but the consequence, fear. So you're going to be brave, but you're going to be scared. Molly, you in danger, girl. All right. The maiden card. Magic is great beauty, but the consequence is it chills your heart. Yeah. All right. Then we have the chalice card. The magic, it turns liquid into truth serum, but the consequence is that it turns the truth serum into poison. Crazy. Yeah. The well card. uh, The magic is it gives you clear sight to recognize one's enemies. But the consequence is that you get betrayed by a friend. Hmm. Interested in seeing how that comes to play maybe in the next book. Yeah. All right. Then we have the Iron Gate card, the magic, blissful serenity, no matter the struggle. But the consequence, Mm. it steals years from your life. Yeah, I would never use that one. (laughs) I would lock that behind behind an Iron Gate. (laughs) The Scythe card, which is in the book only possessed by princes or royalty. The magic is that it gives you the power to control others. Very fitting that only royalty would want it. Consequence, great physical pain. (laughs) Then we have the mirror card, which grants you invisibility. But the consequence is that it lifts the veil between the worlds, which exposes a world of ghosts. Ooh. Creepy. Yeah, that, that's interesting, too, because Raven uses that. And I wonder if he sees ghosts. Haha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of Raven, the nightmare <laughs> card. This is the magic that allows <laughs> its user to speak into the minds of others. The consequence, though, it reveals one's deepest fears. It's mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we have the elusive twin elders card. The magic is that it gives you the power to commune with the spirit of the wood, but the consequence is unknown because nobody's ever used it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. So these are the cards we have to choose from. We put our names into a random generator to give us scenarios. And let's go to the first scenario and see what card we want to use there. Okay. Which one you want to start with? Um, Let's do Jess and Alex go on a ghost tour. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So me and Alex are walking into this haunted house. It's crazy. And there happens to be real ghosts everywhere. Okay. They're darting out in all different positions and spots. <laughs> they're hiding and they're creeping behind doors. Uh, Alex sees one in the in the uh, grandfather clock. She's like, oh, shit. Um, she runs into another room. There's a hole in the floor. She almost falls into it. But I save her. But then there's a ghost there. There's a lot of things going on. Now the ghosts are trying to kill us. Alex, what card are you using? All right. I am using the White Eagle card, Courage. Hmm. Give me courage to get out of this ghost tour. Get away from these ghosts. (laughs) Okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to stick with my guns here and go with the Invisibility, the Mirror card. So this way I can (laughs) pretend to be one of the ghosts and fuck with you. (laughs) You're so annoying. (laughs) What a jerk. I'm just going to go up behind you and be like, while the ghosts are apparently trying to kill us on this ghost tour that I was just saying. But you know what? I'll have courage to fight back. So there we go. 
It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go next to Alex and Jess have a board game night. Of course, we're doing Ouija board. So talk me through the scenario. What's happening in this Ouija night? All right. So we are playing Ouija and we're trying to speak to the spirits and we're asking Mm. them for information about stuff and (laughs) they're saying ghosts stuff and they're starting to respond (laughs) Mm, i like it (laughs) Uh, i'm using the twin elders card here so i can speak to the spirits okay um hmm yeah all right i guess i'll use that as well makes sense we don't know what the consequences hopefully it doesn't turn us to spirits ourselves (laughs) (laughs) hopefully all right, so how about Jess and Alex attend a magic show? Yes. <laughs> what what could go wrong? Um, apparently something does go wrong. All right, Alex and Jess attend a magic show, and they just put a woman in a box, and she disappeared, yeah. but she never came back. So I grab the magician's hat, and I say a little spell, and I put pull out something from the hat and it happens to be a sword. And thank God, because some magician is angry that I stole his hat and he's charging at me and you're trying to, you know, get rid of him. The woman in the box is missing. And all of a sudden I end up in the box and you have to try to get me out of the box. And it's this whole thing. So we got a guy chasing us. I'm in a box. The lady disappeared from the box and we don't know where the hell she is. What card are we using? (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to use the profit card. I'm going to get glimpses of the future. It'll show me where you guys are. I won't be able to change the future, but I'll be able to find you guys. There you go. That works. I mean, I'm going to probably use here the black horse card. So I'm good with combat. So when this guy comes charging at (laughs) me, I could just like get him in the box or even in his own hat. You know, (laughs) pull pull yourself out of that guy. Come on, Majish. Oh, my God. Um, All right. That's it. Let's get some new scenarios. Okay. Let's generate some mo. They really want us to do this whale watching tour, by the way. Build a birdhouse is hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, All right. (laughs) What could go wrong with this? All right. I'm going to pick, you pick that one. I'm going to pick Jess and Alex go on a horseback riding adventure. Okay. (laughs) One of the horses, um, is wild and untamed that's what you get to go by okay what happens all right so one of the horses is going wild it's my horse of course and it's just it's trying to buck me off and then all of a sudden it just takes off it's just running into the woods i'm going crazy i'm i'm basically hanging off by one foot and you have to try to get me you're like alex hold on and i'm like jess please okay (laughs) uh well I'm going to use the Iron Gate card so this way I get blissful serenity no matter the struggle. And this way the horse will chill out Uh and you'll be saved. Okay. Hmm. What are you using in this dangerous aerial for yourself? I don't know. Do you think the Scythe card would work on horses? I don't know. It doesn't say. All right. Well, I'm going to say that it works on horses and I'm going to use the Scythe card to control the horse and get it to calm down and release me. Release me. Release me. All right, so I'm going to go with Jess helps <laughs> Alex build a birdhouse. <laughs> All right, so Alex calls me up and she's like, you got to come over. It's very important. It's an emergency. I race there. I get there. And she's like, what color should I do? 
for this birdhouse. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she makes me come all the way there. So this way I can help her build this birdhouse. It has like the roof is hanging off. She's doing a horrible job. She needs my help. Uh, so she has these paints, this blue, yellow, and pink. I'm like, obviously do pink. What are you doing? Obviously. Come on. But she's like, I can't even build this house. Uh, I mean, how am I supposed to paint it? So I help her build it. The problem is that the nails become giant spiders out of nowhere. Uh, and they're giant spiders all over the room and we don't know what to do with ourselves. I want to hide because I hate spiders. And Alex is like, this isn't going to help me build the birdhouse. It's a spider house. Um, (laughs) How the hell did we get out of this? Okay, well, I'm going to use my black horse card, I guess, because this took a turn. Um, (laughs) I was going to use the truth serum and give it to you and make you tell me what you really thought about my beautiful birdhouse. But since they turned into (laughs) spiders, I guess now I need to use the black horse and use it to fight off these goddamn spiders. Jesus. Right. I hate spiders. I'm scared to to my wits. So (laughs) my wits end. So I have to use the white eagle card and give myself some courage. Okay. Also, once uh, these spiders retreat, because apparently we're playing Jumanji, um, (laughs) we end up building the most beautiful birdhouse anyone's ever seen. Damn straight we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's next? (laughs) Let's see. Jess and Alex have a potluck dinner party. (laughs) All right. So we're having a potluck dinner. Everybody needs to bring something of their own, but it's themed. So you got to bring something that uh, is Halloween themed or something that's a little creepy crawly because it reminds me of One Dark Window. And also it's October. So get mm-hmm. your spook on and bring get your spook on. <laughs> get your spook on and bring your creepy snacks to my house for a potluck. What are you making and what card are you using? First of all, it's a potluck, not a potluck. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> nothing went wrong. I'd have no reason to use the card. What to cook or bake? What what can happens? You, say, you can dinner party. Just make it up. Just for any reason. Maybe you had an issue in the kitchen. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to use my profit card and get glimpses of the future to see what everybody else is making. So this way, I don't make the same thing. Okay. All right. Well, as the host of this potluck dinner, <laughs> I'm serving everyone truth serum, and I'm gonna make Whoa. you all sit there and tell me the truth about what you think. <laughs> that's the chalice card i forgot to say which card (laughs) all right (laughs) note to self never go to alex's dinner parties poison in my shit all right how about jess and alex attend a costume party oh i like that all right uh so me and alex are going to to a, a costume party and obviously we have to wear our best costumes so we decide that we want to team up and do something outrageous um, so me and Alex decide that we're going to dress up as toy soldiers and we paint ourselves green and we have a great time, but then we find out that the green paint is permanent and that we can never take it off ever, like ever. We have to be green for the rest of our lives. What card are we using? <laughs> All right. Well, obviously I'm using the maiden card so that I can have great beauty instead of green skin. Yeah, this is from you, from your, your green skin from, from when we played the, uh, the game with Dana. <laughs> Light green skin. Yeah. All right. I'm going to use the mating card too. Great beauty, obviously, because we're green. Da da dee da da da. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do Alex. Uh, this is great. Jess and Alex write a novel. Very appropriate. Hmm. So, what novel do we write? All right. Well, we're going to write a fantasy novel, but we're having some cousin conflict because Uh-oh. I want there to be 
ghouls and I want the main <laughs> characters to be ghouls. And you're, you're like, Alex, you're like, Alex, come on. Nobody wants to read about ghouls, dude. <laughs> so, so we're having a cousin conflict. What are you doing about it? <laughs> I'm using my scythe card, man. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I'm using my scythe card and you're going to be like, I don't want to write about ghouls. <laughs> and we won't write about that weird shit. Uh, <laughs> we'll write about something else. What are you using? <laughs> okay. I'm going to use the golden egg card. And I'm going to get, get great wealth. And then I'm going to buy you out of this book contract. What? I'm not going to write my ghoul book. <laughs> I just got gold. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, note to self. Never going to your dinner parties and never writing novels with you either. <laughs> I might not even attend costume parties with you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do we have? Um, how about Jess and Alex have a picnic in the park? Okay. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Uh, we make up because I use the sky card. We make up and uh, we, we decide that we're going to have a, um, a picnic in the park. No more cousin conflict. Okay. Uh, we sit down on a beautiful blanket. It's a gorgeous day. There's so much going on. We hear birds and it's very nice. I bring my picnic basket. <laughs> uh, well, what card are we using? And does it have anything to do with what we pull out of the picnic basket, perhaps? Oh, hmm. well, mine doesn't. <laughs> I, was, <Okay. laughs> I was going to use right. the well card to have clear sight to rec recognize one's enemies because we're in a park it's crowded okay mm -hmm. i don't like crowds i'm an introvert okay i'm over here feeling paranoid i'm like there's people around which one of these is trying to get me so hmm. it'll give me the sight to feel comfortable at this picnic okay uh i mean you're vicious and at this picnic you would probably use your truth serum in my wine or some shit <laughs> or my in my grapes <laughs> but uh, i do like the clear sight to see the enemies because you could see the ants and the spiders in this park because <laughs> nature <laughs> your enemies it just shows ants everywhere <laughs> spiders it'd be everywhere <laughs> i'm conflicted because i also could use the great wealth of uh, the golden egg card and pull out from the basket money and stuff gold bricks and all kinds of cool shit hmm. um but i think okay. i think i'm gonna go with i think i'm gonna go with the uh, the well card like you and i'm gonna see who my enemies are and if they're trying to come get my stuff okay uh get out of here <laughs> you know? get out of here yeah <laughs> Get on out of here, bugs. <laughs> Stop bugging me. Stop bugging me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do Jess and Alex overcome their fear of heights. <laughs> okay. It's going to be interesting because all the cards that we would probably use for this are gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we both have a fear of heights, but we're going to overcome it together. Okay. So we are on top of a mountain and we're like, you know what? It wasn't so bad getting up here, but now that we're up here, damn, how the fuck are we going to get down? Because I am so scared. We have to scale down a cliff. What card are you using? Uh, I'm going to use the nightmare card. Call out to somebody who is below the mountain or nearby to come and get us. Okay. <laughs> to save us. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use my iron gate card for blissful serenity, no matter the struggle. Thank you, iron nice. gate card. <laughs> All right, let's get some new ones because it says Jess and Alex go to a flea market. And I was going to say that the flea market turns out to be real fleas, but we're not going to go there. Okay. Jess and Alex take an improv comedy class together. Okay. What's the play about? 
All right. So we have to do an improv. And the prompt is someone in the corner is shouting, get off of my ankle, you rabid beast. And then we have to come up with a scene based on that. <laughs> what card are you going to use? Get off my ankle? You oh. rabid beast. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go great wealth. So this way we make so much money from this play. You already used that card. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Golden egg. I'm using my golden egg. Okay. All right. So for this one, I'm going to use the nightmare card because I can talk into your mind and be like, hey, let's make it about this. And then we'll have the best improv ever because we're not really (laughs) improving. We're just like, hey, I'm going to say this. Did you use that on the car on the uh, the horse? No. Um, I use this. I use this. I use the scythe card on the horse. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. To control it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good. All right. This is, should be the last one, right? One card yep. left. Yeah. I have one card my, to save them all. all I right. have my mirror card. What do you have left? I have the chalice. The chalice. Oh, okay. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. I, too bad we can't have it automatically generate for us. I know. Let's do this this way so it's fair. Let's do a rando. And choose the like first one. It, yep. The first one that comes up on the left. Set. Go. <laughs> okay. Jess and Alex go on a fishing trip. This actually works perfectly for me. <laughs> oh, my God. What goes wrong on this fishing trip? Hmm. Well, oh, we're in a boat. I throw my lure. <laughs> And what do you know on the hook is the biggest uh, monster in the sea, the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. And I'm trying to pull it. I'm trying to pull it up. You know, I'm like, uh, it's too heavy. I can't get it. Uh, and you're, you're behind me trying to pull it. You know, we're trying to pull it. Uh, and then all of a sudden it just pops up on the boat and it's like, what up, bitches? And we're like not prepared for that because we're like, wait, you're cool? And it's like, hell yeah. But uh, you think you whisper in my ear and you're like... I don't know. I don't trust him. I think he's manipulating us. I don't know. You're just making the scenario so that you can use the fucking truth serum. You're a cheater. Anyway, this is what I was going to do. I was going to make myself invisible on this fishing trip, jump into the the body of water and catch all the fish I want because they can't see me. They don't know I'm there and I'm just going to catch them and I'm going to have a delightful dinner. In the situation with the Loch Ness Monster, I'm still turning invisible. I'm swimming away. (laughs) He can't catch me. (laughs) Fine. <laughs> um, I really wasn't even maybe subconsciously I was thinking about yeah, the truth yeah. serum. But either way, <laughs> I can use the truth serum on him to see if he's lying to us. Um, but in, in your scenario, if it's just a basic fishing, then I will use the truth serum on the fish and see who wants to be eaten. There's <laughs> none of them. There's, oh, pick me, pick me, please. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel bad for the fish. I know. <laughs> uh, I just use the truth serum and, and spill the liquid into the water. And then all of a sudden the fish will come and be like, hungry, 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 hungry. <laughs> One after the next. Stop. Oh, get in line to be eaten. I can't wait. Please pick me. <laughs> oh, man. This oh. took a weird turn. <laughs> Take a weird turn. And now all I can think of is red fish, blue fish, <laughs> big fish, small, whatever it is from Dr. Seuss, you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? 
<laughs> I forget about it. I was like, Why? Red, red fish, blue fish, eat this fish. I can't. All right. Um, all right. I'm done. <laughs> I'll put myself in timeout. I'm sorry. I know all I'm right. traumatizing that was you. Fun. talk of Look, eating that, fish. Wasn't the Loch Ness Monster was cool, though. After a while, like, we were chilling. Uh, <laughs> and he invited us back for more. And uh, uh, he brought us down to his little area where he hangs out. Apparently, we could breathe under there between the, in the cave. And uh, we had a great time. We had a party. He can breathe in the what cave? Oh, in the cave that you We can you breathe in his down? cave, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, because he's, okay. like, part part man. Is he? Is I that guess. true? Oh, oh, no. are you just making this up? <laughs> It's all fiction, girl. I don't know anything about the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> so, well, he's a half that... man. Yeah, yeah Alex, man. shut up. He's like a dinosaur. It's <laughs> enormous. He looks like a he looks like a brontosaurus. <laughs> Was a brontosaurus part man? No one knows. Maybe no. the real origin of man coming soon by Justin Alex. <laughs> brontosaurus people. <laughs> Coming, coming to a Barnes and Noble. That's what our novel will be about. <laughs> people. people. Keep an eye out on your shelves. They have the body of a person. Only next, the neck of a Brontosaurus. <laughs> next New Times bestseller. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh my God. All right. I'm putting a stop to this. <laughs> Break your neck. Buying it. Um, why the long neck? Oh, I'm <laughs> Again, that took an even weirder turn. Yeah. Um, but anyway, buy our book, uh, Brontosaurus People. All right. We're going to turn the podcast over to Jess's husband, Doug, for a manly minute or a Dougly minute or a chug of Doug. We tried to get Alex's husband involved, but he's too shy. Maybe in the future. For now, here's a healthy chug of Doug. And now a healthy chug of Doug. Hey, what's going on, people? How you guys doing today? Just came back from a nice vacation, you know? I understand why people don't want to go to the gym. I was off for about 12 days, and then I had to go back to the gym. I did not want to go. I'll tell you that. I really was dreading it. I went. Now my body feels like I've been hit by a bus. I'm walking around like I have to go to the bathroom, and it's uh, very uncomfortable. I'll tell you that. Hockey season started. Uh, put a couple little bets in for the first games of the season, you know, Tampa Bay, minus one and a half puck line, hit it. Thank God somebody hit a open net shot at the end of the game. And then here is a key to betting hockey. Always take the Stanley Cup champion to win by two first game of the season. Because if you watch the beginning of those games, those crowds are going nuts. Those players are amped. It's a guarantee. I'm not telling you it's a guarantee, but it is a guarantee. I'm just giving you facts, people. If you want to make some money, opening game, Stanley Cup champion, always take them, puck line. I know I told you guys that I was going to look into the whole hot dog thing, uh, but I didn't because I went on Google and I got distracted and I just kept on living my life. And that's all I got for you guys today. Yeah, enjoy it. Stay tuned for the next Manly Minute where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. Just a reminder to stay after the episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Next Tuesday, October 17th, we'll be reading and reviewing The Silent Patient by Alex Michalides. Join us then for our thoughts on the psychological thriller. And then join us again next Thursday, October 19th for another party episode. Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next Book of the Month episode, which will air on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be reading and discussing Catriona Ward's horror novel, The Last House on Needless Street. Ooh, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> and get ready for our next bonus episode on Monday, October 16th, 
we'll be discussing Stephanie Garber's debut novel, Caraval of the Caraval series. Join us as we discuss the YA not fantasy novel and play games like play Caraval ourselves. Yay. But not really. <laughs> if you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon, and we will post upcoming dates on our socials. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it. Because we're done with this one. Tuesday, I had a water bottle on top of my head. I'm done. She yeah. was like, I could definitely do this. You can't. You can't do it. Let's try it again. All right. Next Tuesday, October 17th, we will be reading and reviewing The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. 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 <laughs> Just got this shit. <laughs>